Hello and welcome to the first podcast episode of From the Rafters, where we cover coverage from the NFL and the NBA, specifically Indiana and Chicago teams, secondary focus in any major sporting event that might occur in the near future, like March Madness, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about baseball. I am Connor Mahoney. I go to the University of Indianapolis, where I work on the reflector for UND as a writer, mainly writing sports stories. I'm heavily interested in soccer, but I'm the only one interested in soccer, which doesn't really help. But I also run social media for the men's soccer team at UND while broadcasting games for soccer as well. I played soccer all throughout my life. I also played basketball in grade school, commentating basketball whenever I was in high school and high school games there. I have been a Pacer and Eagles fan. Eagles fan makes no sense since I live in Indiana, but we don't have to go there yet. I am joined by Jake Lane and Ben Bailey. I'm Jake Lane, and I live and breathe Chicago sports. I'm active on Twitter and multiple other platforms. I'm from northwest Indiana, but often in Chicago for events held by the Bears, the Bulls, and either Chicago baseball team. I attend UND as well and would like to make a career out of my love for football and sports at some point. I am Ben Bailey. I am, I'm from central Indiana. I grew up playing football and basketball. I help out with multiple teams coaching-wise, and I also attend UND where I someday hope to make a career with a sports team. So to start in the broadcast here, we're going to go into a segment where the three of us have come up with headlines that have been happening lately in the news. It can be from the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, anywhere that we will like. I'll start us out with the combine that we saw this weekend, where the fastest 40-yard combine times ever by groups of basically the entire combine group, but running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen, D-linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs. And we have, in the end, it's going to be the overall fastest ever average 40-yard time. And then transitioning to NBA, went ahead and looked at the power rankings that came out. That was about two or so days ago. We've seen some games played by some teams already. But at this time, it was a bit of a shuffling around the top five. Bulls and Nets started to fall a little bit in the rankings. But you saw the Suns keep their top spot at the top of the power rankings. Then we saw this weekend a disappointing loss for Coach K in his last home game at Duke as UNC came out on top as we head into the upcoming tournament there, and we'll take a look at Coach K's legacy. Uh, My three headlines, I got Calvin Ridley. Man spent over $1,500 betting on his own team while he was away for said mental health issues. It's very interesting to me. Wisconsin played this weekend. They played Nebraska and let sole ownership of the Big Ten regular season championship just slip right through their hands. They would go on to lose that game, and then Illinois would beat Iowa in a nail-biter and then gain half of the possession of the Big Ten regular season championship. And lastly, is it the Lake Show or the Fake Show right now? The Lakers have won, like, no games recently. They're not beating anyone, and Russell Westbrook is getting picked on by his own fans. Uh, My three headlines... Russell Wilson has been traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos, making the AFC West probably the most fun division to watch this season, with Mahomes, Carr, Herbert, and Wilson being all four starting quarterbacks for that division. And alongside with that, the Seahawks releasing Bobby Wagner, making him 
one of the most sought-after free agents now this offseason. My second headline, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back in Green Bay. Devontae Adams has been franchise-tagged, and Rodgers has signed a new deal. And then in today's news, Carson Wentz is now a commander. He is Carson the commander, and the Colts have finally gotten rid of that terrible contract. So with all those headlines, we're going to transition into first the NFL, since that's where most of the news has been coming these past couple of days since we are in the off season. But first, let's start with the combine that happened this weekend. We all attended the combine on Thursday where we watched some of the tight ends started off and then we transitioned into the wide receivers. What did you guys see whenever you were there? How did the fan experience as it was new, play a part in the combine as it was. Uh, yeah, so like like you said earlier, everybody was fast. And I think the fans actually being there may, might have played a part in that. I mean, it, there was just a lot of energy in the place. So I think everybody probably performed better than they may have when there was no fans in the building. It just felt like a good environment for everyone. I don't know how you wouldn't like that when you're performing on the field. Yeah, like the same exact thing. I think they showed out more purely because the fans are there. And it's going to make it a lot a lot interesting next year, uh, especially since now we don't even know where the combine is going to be, and India's done such a good job that I wonder if that fan experience is going to be back next year. Talking about fast, uh, it looked like Kaylon Barnes, I hope I didn't butcher his name, uh, ran the second fastest 40 ever behind John Ross of the Bengals with a .01 time difference. And we even saw at a point that Taekwon Thornton, we thought he had broken it, but like times were off completely with the forty, and people are terrible. still like talking it was about terrible. that. Terrible. Yeah, like, that's just un- that's just unfortunate because I mean, like like the commercials are playing, so we didn't hear the time go through. And we looked, and then we looked down on our phones, and then you sh- you showed me that, of course, and then you get kind of excited, and then you come to find out the time was wrong. Like that just, you know, it's like just not. It makes for a bad experience almost. You don't how like. You couldn't even trust the times when they were happening. The, the watchkeeper was just not doing a great job. I mean, also, if you think about it, no one going into that knew who the hell Taekwon Thornton was. That's probably the difference between maybe him being a fourth-round pick and a second-round pick. And for them to mess up that badly is just not... They should not do that ever. Because that yeah. gave him way too much hype than what he should have had. Yeah. Yeah, even... I mean, it might even work out good for him now, though. Because, I mean, messing up, he's got attention there's people that are going to pay attention to him and I think if he was a fourth round pick before maybe he's a third round pick now because I mean if he breaks the record then he's definitely a second round at worst but now that they've fixed the time he's probably a third round pick I guess well one thing like when we talked about like the fan experience stuff like how do you not they didn't display like run times of anybody like it was they gave you the nice little like earphone thing that you put in your ear but you couldn't. You didn't know what was happening half the time, or what players were doing. You didn't know what was happening, and like they had the televisions up. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it was awesome that they let fans in, especially for free. You just had to sign up in time. But also, like it being its last year in Indy. Well, we don't know for sure. It could be Indy, Dallas, or L.A. Personally, of course, I'm going to be biased and say it should stay in Indy because I'm from Indy. But it also just makes sense. Yeah. Everything's close. Yeah. Literally, you can walk. From the JW Marriott, if you don't know, the probably the most popular downtown hotel from there through tunnels to the convention center, which is absolutely massive. 
which is right across the street from Lucas Oil. You, you can be outside for 0.5 seconds, and I'm sure all those players are really happy about that, especially when it's now in February and early March that they're doing this. They want that to not be outside right now, especially in Indiana. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Indianapolis is like a perfect area. I mean, there's so even like right here where we're at, we got both both Ohio teams, the Bears, the Colts. Green Bay is not too far. Kansas City's a distance, but it's not. It's also not too far away. Yeah, it's like like a perfect neutral point for all the teams. You can send it out to LA, then everyone's going out west. Or you put it even in Dallas, then you got everybody down there. It just seems like Indy is just the easiest for all the teams to get there. And like. L.A. the the Rams coaches weren't even there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's the you whole, didn't have the Saints there either. So, yeah. yeah, it's the whole like it's the only it's the only place in the center of the U.S. close to the center that has a dome field. So yeah. you need that. You yeah. need that because then it's easier for everyone else to get there. And it's been going on in Indiana since 1987. Everyone has their spot. Everyone does their same thing over and over and over again. So why why take that away? Why make it new for someone to have to go somewhere else and have a way like a totally different ex- experience? And maybe that might mess up mm-hmm. scouting for that team next yeah. year because they don't know. People complain too much about weather. Like yeah. you see it like on Dallas and LA are going to be warmer. I get that. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't have to go outside. Yeah. Unless you're walking like five minutes to Lucas Oil. It what doesn't... happens if you get? What happens if you get picked up by the Packers and you're playing in sub-zero weather in December? I don't even, like, you're a football player. You should be used to that. Yeah, and the big thing is, I mean, L.A. and maybe Dallas, but those, yeah, L.A. and Dallas and these teams out west or even Miami, they're going to get these Super Bowls. What What is the NFL giving back to the little, the small market teams, like, like the Colts? The Colts being from such a small market like Indianapolis. This is all they've got. I mean, they get the NCAA round one round one games, but, I mean, it's a perfect sports hub for like teams to come here and just use the facilities. And Lucas Oil was nice. It's one of the nicest stadiums. Why not use it for something good like the combine? Well, there's like there's a reason everybody people filter to Indianapolis. It doesn't people don't actually realize you have NCAA headquarters. You have headquarters that are in Indianapolis. You have, for example, it's not as well known, but like Dayton, they're in the Ohio Valley uh, Conference, which is a D1 conference. Their headquarters are in Indianapolis. There's no Indiana teams. I mean, there will be soon, but like at, at the to- at the moment, there's not any Indiana Indiana teams. A bunch of D two programs they have their headquarters in Indy. Uh, Indy's just the headquarters and the hub for everything. To where you even had the whole NCAA tournament in Indianapolis. It just doesn't people. I think the people that and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but the people who are saying that haven't been to Indy. Yeah. I don't. I don't think people understand that this is a sports town. Yeah, you have. We're known for racing, yes, but like, you got to think about it. We're known for that Indy Five Hundred. Do you know how many people go to that Indy Five Hundred? Five hundred thousand people travel around the U.S. to go to that Five Hundred. Yeah, even like the whole world comes to the Indy Five Hundred. And then, and then you got you have Lucas Oil. You have Gamebridge Fieldhouse now that it, it's called that. And then you have all these hotels. I don't think people understand how compact downtown is. It's literally a five-minute drive from one end to another. It's so nice to just have that compact area, for especially for these like things. And the convention center, I don't think people understand this either, is we have probably the most conventions brought here to Indianapolis than any other place. 
And that convention center is so nice for that. Mm-hmm. So it's just the perfect place to hold events, especially for these sport, for the, the sports events like the Combine, where they're constantly getting interviewed. You use the uh, convention center for that, but then you use the field for the, the on-field drills and stuff like that. Yeah, and even, I mean, outside of, like, the mediocre actual professional teams here in Indianapolis, I was, t- I was talking to someone last week. I was just like, uh, Indianapolis is just, like, perfect – Outside of the Colts and the Pacers, which are like good teams, but no one, no one, no one comes to Indianapolis for the Colts and the Pacers. Honestly, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, yeah, it's we fair. Pacers are good this year. Next year's our year. Yeah, next year's our year. That's what, <laughs> that's what the Bears fans always say too. Well, one nice thing about Indy is everything's really close because we even went down there. Me and Jake went down there. It would be Tuesday. We uh, we were in normal like street clothes. We were just like. After class, we said, you know what, screw it, let's go downtown, maybe we'll run into somebody. And then you run into the new Bears GM within, like, five minutes. Yeah, we could say that me and Ryan Poles are buddies now. I mean, we parked the car, and I, I basically <laughs> hopped out, and he's standing there waiting for a picture with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's get this picture done. And he was like, I'm going to go get some St. Elmo's. And I was like, I would join you, but, you know, my busy schedule. Can't do it today, Ryan. I'll see you later. And then we actually we headed to the JW we saw some people walking around. We saw Ian Rappaport was was just standing in the lobby. It was kind of weird. We didn't say hi to him because he was busy. We didn't want to be annoying fanboys. But Wednesday, we actually dressed up a little bit. I put on some uh, khaki pants and a polo shirt, a Bears polo shirt, of course. And Connor put on a suit, a, like a suit, uh, a whole suit thing. And we, we decided we were going to head downtown again and try to fit the park. Because, like, Tuesday we were in, like he said, street clothes. And we just looked kind of out of it. And, like, security kept asking us questions. Well, Wednesday when we got all dressed up, it was kind of we, – we felt we felt good around there. We saw um, um, we saw Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore and uh, – Did we see and, another Bears guy? Oh, uh, yes. We, we saw Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams. And we also saw the Bills offensive coordinator Joe Brady. And then later that evening, there was, like, a hallway that they were walking down to go see the bench press. And we also saw – or I saw – Brandon Staley and uh, Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons. Yeah, we didn't get like stopped whenever we put like those clothes on, which was kind of funny. Yeah, it was kind of. It was just like, I don't know. It's, it's dumb, but it was just fun. It was cool to just experience that. Like we were just having. Like, it was just cool because I don't know. Yeah. One one person, and I think we were get, like getting ready to talk about it was David Bell. He wasn't like, of course, like. Since we're from Indiana, like, Purdue guy, like, we want him to do well. He wasn't – compared to everybody else, did his stock go down, you think, oh, after yes. that combine? Yes. Yes, but I think it went down. It's weird to say this, but as a Bears fan, I think it it's better. I mean, like, a lot of the wide receivers, like, even Traylon Burks, his times were not that good. He did not – he did not live up to the hype at all. He dropped to – I think in mock drafts now, I think he's dropped down to the 25th pick, and he was the 12th. Exactly, yeah, see – and it, like, it's hard to tell who's going to be there at thirty nine for the Bears. Now, granted, they might trade out of that to get more picks because they only have five this year. But I like that David Bell didn't show out because I mean, if he does, like Chris Olave, I would love to have at the thirty ninth. But he showed out and he's, he's not. He's top fifteen. Yeah, he's point. definitely top fifteen now. Him and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, the whole like that wide receiving group. It was. I was so happy that we did go on Friday because that was probably the most fun. I would say it would only have been better if there was quarterbacks in this draft to make yeah. it a lot better because, I mean, the 
the 60-yard downfield passes, no quarterback could make that throw besides yeah. Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Yeah. And as far as quarterbacks go, I mean, Sam, Sam Howell just looked... Horrible. No, and they had the they have the Colts taking they had the Colts taking them at forty seven, but now with the whole wins trade, we're up to forty two. I, I I think that if if Ritter is on the board at forty two, you take Ritter. And yeah. but if he's not on the board, you don't take a quarterback. No, yeah, R- yeah. Sorry, Ritter is definitely the only quarterback because Malik Wells. What's he get? He's gonna go first round. He's he's going top ten. You think? Okay, top ten. Yeah. So yeah, if Desmond Ritter isn't there, then you don't take a quarterback. I don't know who the Colts take. Maybe a wide receiver? Uh, where I saw mock drafts, Sky Moore is supposed yeah, to be yeah, at like four, be 44. That'd be good. And I think him and Christian Watson both boosted their yeah. draft stock a whole lot on Friday. Yeah, Sky Moore was kind of a sleeper heading into the combine. I mean, I hadn't really heard of him. I've heard of him, but like I hadn't known much about him. And he, he performed pretty well, I think. And then, I don't other than that, Sky Moore, the kid from North Dakota, Christian Watson. Yeah, Christian Watson and uh, the Penn State wide receiver. Those guys. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, those are my top three wide receivers That, as far as performance went. that Yeah, that clearly boosted their uh, draft stock. Yeah. Clearly, Watson and Jahan Dotson probably moved themselves into the first round while Sky Moore probably took himself from a third-round pick to a top second-round pick. Yeah, by no, by no way am I like ranking these three as the top wide receivers in the draft. I just think they did the most to to raise their draft stock from what it was to what they're going to be come April. Yeah, bouncing off, like, the wide receivers and stuff like that, I don't know if you guys watched uh, the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen, but the offensive linemen are, like, insanely stacked this year. I think you get a serious starter by the third round. And one of those guys that really boosted their stock was Trevor Pinning. I don't know if you guys saw him, but his interviews with teams, he literally came out and said that I'm so disappointed at this combine that I don't get to hit somebody. That's the, that's what you want for an yeah, offensive lineman like, right there. That'll get you good. But the thing with these offensive linemen is there are a lot of, like, slimmer guys. And I think, I think they can move. scouts are going to like that, that they're fast. And I think football is changing away from these linemen that are, that are 400 Brawlers. pounds. Yeah. Huge guys that are just moving people to elusive. The only elusive one is Daniel linemen. Falele, who's <laughs> six foot eight, four hundred pounds. Jesus, perennial. Yeah, yeah. then you have Jordan Davis on the on the defensive who's line. Six, six, three sixty, and running a four, four eight, eight two. Come on, that's crazy. That, that's unheard of. That's a, that's like the same as that's. They said Patrick Mahomes are at a four eight. Like, how is Patrick Mahomes running the same as this guy? Yeah, they had he outran Baker Mayfield and. Patrick Mahomes or something like that, and watching that like side by side and just seeing how much faster he he is, that boosted his stock yeah, he's a lot. Top 10. He's, he's, he's yeah, got to be top. He's 10. a top ten talent. I don't know if he's going to yeah. be top ten because yeah. you have that quarterback situation where yeah. people might just pick. a quarterback. I think whoever whoever takes him is getting a steal. Yeah, and then with quarterback, actually, if I go to linebackers, uh, we got an Eagles fan right here. Devin Lloyd, I actually really like out of Utah. Don't know if you watched him, but he's very good, and I see the Eagles taking him at, like, 16. And uh, as I was talking about Bobby Wagner, about him, I see if they go out and get Bobby Wagner and then draft Devin Lloyd, I feel like that linebacking group could actually save the Eagles' defense this year. Yeah. Especially because, like, that's all they've needed for, what, like five or six years now to get a – 
linebacker. Yeah, and then you get Brandon Graham back, and Fletcher Cox is still around. I think the Eagles have a chance to be really solid coming up this year. I mean, they just need to work and, on the run game. Need a wide it just it just depends on how well we draft. I mean, yeah. we don't need another yeah, wide receiver. We don't need another uh, Rigor, uh, wide receiver pick like we had. But we have three first round picks. One from the Colts, one from Miami, and then of course our own pick that we have. But going into that, it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, a big like Eagles super fan, Gio. We listened to him at the combine, and he was like, "Get linebackers, get linebackers, Howie." <laughs> yeah, I feel like Gio's going to be disappointed come after the draft. Unfortunately, the Eagles just never seem to get it right in the draft. They do really good. In free agency, sign the right guys, but when it comes to the draft, it just seems like they don't hit. I mean, look at Carson Wentz. Look at Jalen Carson Rieger. Carson Wentz hit for Carlin, a year. Yeah, Carson yeah. hit one year. Now look. Now he's now he's a commander. Yeah, now. Yeah, commando Carson, is that what we're going to call him? <laughs> I mean, we yeah. got a first and a second out of him in the end. But we picked him at two, so at the same time, it's like... Yeah, you we gave did. up a lot to get up to that two, too. No, we did. If, I don't know if people understand that. But then I, I don't think people are talking about how much the Colts gave up for him to come in oh, for yeah. one year. I'm not... It was it was a bad move, but I'm happy with what they did in moving yeah. him, especially because now you they have the most cap space. They nearly have $70 million in cap space. You go out, you sign your left tackle, you re-sign Mark Lewinsky for your right guard. You, you, have, a, you have a top five offensive line there with Jonathan Taylor... If Ritter's there in the second round, you take Ritter. But then in free agency, I could look, I could see them going for a Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Marcus Mariota type player to be like a mentor for that second round player, or to just be the starter. You don't know because Marcus Mariota hasn't had his hasn't had a Fair. prove me season yeah. in the NFL since the Tennessee Titans have dropped him. Well, let's go into that Carson Wentz trade that happened around two o'clock today. Was yeah, it? Yeah, and, it was and I know ESPN, uh, Ben, you talked about like they gave like Colts like an A or something and then like Washington as a D or something like that. It was the whole thing with cap space. That's the only reason. And the Colts end up moving up in the second round. They don't get a first round back, which a lot of people are bashing them for because you're like, oh, they gave up a first round pick for them and stuff like that. But you got to think about it this way. With both of those third-round picks, this third-round pick for next year can be moved up to a second-round pick if he plays 70% of the snaps, which was the same thing for us this year when we had the second-round pick go up to the first-round pick, which he will pay. He will play 70% of those snaps if he doesn't get hurt for them. Yeah. And he's their guaranteed starter. And then you have the whole ability with almost $70 million in cap space to go out, and you don't even need that. You don't even need that. $30 million quarterback. You need a $10 million quarterback with a bunch of really good wide receivers and a good defense, and then boom. You don't. You just need a guy to do the right thing, especially with a running back like Jonathan Taylor. You do not need a – I mean, you. it would be nice for the Colts to get that $30 million quarterback that's really good, but you don't, you don't need him with a running back like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to be all right in the end, but when it comes to overpaying quarterbacks – um, the Green Bay Packers just extended Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, and they paid a lot for him. Well, we don't know the full deal yet. Uh, let's just talk about Ian Rappaport being off on his uh, off on his reports the last two weeks. But it it was rumored four years, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what they come out with, what the details are, because. Of course, right after that came out, Aaron got on Twitter and was talking about how those were not the actual details. 
So I'm sure it's some like four year, $199 million deal or something like that with, <laughs> with all of it guaranteed, probably, honestly. Well, and then they franchise tagged Devontae Adams literally right after it. Yeah, it's fun to be a Bears fan, I tell you what. I mean, yeah, so they get all this cap space back, which they're still going to be under the cap. So, like, Devondre Campbell's going to be gone. Rasul Douglas is going to be gone. But I feel like I mean, it's just Packers. It's just something the Packers do. They just pull it off somehow. I mean, yeah. To they're add, just going to pull it off. To add to it, you lose both of your other wide receivers in Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard. Yep. Then you lose your tight end in Robert Tunyon. And then you're going to lose your cornerback in Kevin King, and then you're going to, like you said, Devondre Campbell. I don't know why they would pay that much for him, especially because now both of them combined take up, I think, uh, 40% of their cap space, which is just stupid. It's yeah. stupid. Well, I mean, when you're only getting to the NFC Championship game, it's really dumb when you're losing, <laughs> losing that one. I mean, if, you were, if it was paying off, it hasn't paid off for 10 years now when they beat Caleb Haney in the playoffs. Whatever. Yeah, they put up seven points. Yeah, come on. come on. I don't even know why you you like you give him an extension, especially because he was seriously considering retiring this offseason. Mm-hmm. What if he takes up and goes, oh, I'm going to just retire? You have $50 million in cap space for the next three years after that. that you, yeah. yeah. It's dead cap. You can't spend it anywhere. Now, now, I am biased because I'm a Bears fan, and of course I want him gone. But, like... I don't know. There's definitely good sides to him coming back. You still have your quarterback, and you're not in the same position, same position as the Colts are, who don't have a quarterback. And the, of course, the Bears have have their quarterback. Justin Fields hasn't proved he's that guy yet. I think personally, like I said, I'm biased, but I think he's. I mean, he's showing it. But now the Packers, whether or not they go into a rebuild, like Aaron said, he doesn't want to be part of it. I don't think they have to. It's it's not going to be that hard for them to rebuild. They're, it's going to be like a just restructure kind of deal. I think the Packers will ultimately be all right. Now they have Jordan Love on the roster. Who's to say what they're going to do with that guy? They're probably going to trade him. Everyone's been saying that they're going to keep him as a backup. Why? You yeah. you, you used the first-round pick on him. He's not going to re-sign with you after what? He's done after uh, next what's year. This? This, is, this will be his third year? Third or fourth year? There, yeah, there's no way they accept a fifth year on him, right? Yeah, he's done. He's done with the team. And he's going to come out with... wasted his first four yep. or five years of his career. Yeah, he's not re-signing with you. He's going to yeah, he's gonna get out of there. Now, and you're not going to get value out of him because, I mean... He, he hasn't done anything. He, yeah, he hasn't done anything. So he's gonna, always going to be worth it. Maybe a, maybe a third-round pick. I won't even say that. Yeah. I, mean, I would say maybe a fifth. And, yeah, the one game he started, they put up seven points. <laughs> Come on, Jordan Love is no one. You want to, you want to bet on that like Calvin Ridley? Uh, oh, <laughs> got me there. <laughs> I mean that that stuff. He spent uh, over about like thousand five hundred or so, thousand two hundred on bets, yeah. and he was betting on the Falcons to win. That's questionable. Of course, they're like, playing the Urban Meyer yeah. Jaguars, though. Like That's I true. think anybody would take anybody who's playing that team. That team was horrible. What was it when he was playing, or was it? When he was sitting out, like, it was, it was when, when he was, was sitting when out. He was taking yeah, his he wasn't break. playing, and like people thought that Atlanta knew he was doing it, and that, and people were like mad that Atlanta didn't punish him during the season. Atlanta just found out. Atlanta actually did a nice thing. People, so like the last month, Calvin Ridley trade rumors have been going up for like every team, the Eagles, the Bears, even the Colts a little bit. Yeah, the Atlanta was just shutting him down immediately, knowing that Calvin Ridley was uh, being investigated from the start of February for this, and it's just kind of to keep an integrity of their franchise, and we're going to send him off and then let this situation get worse and then be known as that team that kind of screwed the other teams. 
I mean, Calvin Ridley's literally been blessed with the... He's been given only a year suspension when, they're, like, Pete Rose, for example, got removed from baseball. He's not, he's not allowed to be... Yeah. He's the top hitter of all time, and he's now not allowed to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's... He's gotten a blessing there, but, like, the whole thing with him being out for 17 games, I'm kind of upset with, especially when you have people like Ray Rice only getting two game suspensions. Like, honestly, with what he did compared to what some of the guys do for, like, four or five game suspensions, he should have had a quarter suspension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the league needs to change something. Even No, even if they do want to keep his suspension at a year, because I get it, because, I mean, you got to keep the integrity of the league. Because yeah. you don't want people... You don't want that. But, like, you got to up these other ones. I mean, if you're, like, Ray Rice, what he did was, like, terrible. How are you going to get a two-game suspension for that? That makes no sense to me. Whatever. You got to... You have to set a standard. And I think a lot of leagues struggle to set the standard. And you see it all the time where you're like, hey, this person got this sort of suspension and this person got this sort of suspension. Why aren't they the same? Yeah. They both did the same thing, but they're both getting different punishments. I think it's. I think it's the standard of... This guy's, this guy's a superstar. This guy's not. We're gonna let the superstar get get just a little bit of suspension, and then the guy that's not a superstar, probably a bench player, is probably out for the rest of his life. He probably won't even be yeah, able like, to play. Even look at like uh, the the Gordon kid. He's he just resigned with Kansas City. Surprisingly, I'm surprised they even took another chance with him. But like, he's been suspended how many times for smoking weed? Yeah, and he's getting. A lot. Yeah, he's getting, like, slashed on everything for it. And, like, people like Kareem Hunt or, or Ray Rice or Ezekiel Elliott, these guys are getting less than 10-game suspensions. and he's been, he's been kicked out of the league twice. Yeah, because he smoked weed. Come on. I don't know. The league's got to do something about that. Well, and then, so, more headlines. We had the Russell Wilson trade that – that was maybe only, like, an hour or so after – maybe not even that, after news came out with the – Green Bay, I, think I mean, Wilson going to Broncos. Broncos, I think it was, you had Fant was going to... You had Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and a fifth-rounder all going to the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know if that, I mean, you get Russell Wilson. He's obviously at the tail end of his career, which, mm-hmm. how, old, how old is Russell Wilson? He's like 31, he probably has eight Okay, maybe he's left. got some years left. But he's not gonna. Denver, Denver will be all right this year. Seattle certainly doesn't win the trade. I mean, they get value back in, but they also have Jamal Adams on the roster, and they gave away what did they give away for him? Oh, a you lot. Know? A so lot. they they almost like break even on that one. I don't think, I don't think the Broncos are gonna do are gonna do anything special with Russell Wilson. I mean, he'll be a court. He'll, he'll might be a playoff team, but the division they're in, Herbert um, and the Chargers are gonna be good. No, that is a stacked division. I yeah. mean, you had. The Chiefs were already in. You had a chance for both the Raiders and the Chargers to make it into there. In you just didn't have tied. to kick the field goal. Yeah, like, and then now you have a Broncos team that has Judy, Sutton, and Wilson. Like, and, and they still have and a, a, a decent defense. defense. And you've even, you've even seen like stuff with like Von Miller being like, I wonder if the Broncos would give me like my locker back. Like, the fact that like, could you? I don't. I don't even know if like it's logistically possible to get. All four teams? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. So I didn't, I didn't think it was, because you have to play each other twice. The four division winners. And then, and then three other teams. Yeah, but so three there's only going to be two, because, 
possible because all the division games they can't that, yeah. that would never happen. Well, you can get three in the you can get three in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm saying that you can't get all four because no, of all, all the all division four, yeah. games. There's yeah. no way. There's yeah. no way. But like, there's an odd, there's honestly a chance if it's not the Raiders and the Raiders were decent this year, so there's a chance that these this new look Broncos finishes in last with a winning record too. Oh, I would I would not be surprised. I I literally put down in my notes that Russell Wilson will need to prove himself this year. I mean, this upcoming year, because he was out all last year. He had all these he had all these like miss like he had all these problems up in Seattle. I'm pretty sure he just came out and said that Seattle wasted some of his legacy up there. So if you really believe that, then you have to prove yourself next season yeah. and put that team into the playoffs. And honestly, you. The people that they might bring in, I could see them bringing in Yvonne Miller, and then also uh, they lost Noah Fant, but Seattle's tight end Gerald Everett is out on free agency. He's def- he's going to join back with Russell Wilson. Yeah, probably. Because I think Russell Wilson kind of revamped his career. But, I mean, Seattle might have actually won this trade depending on who they pick with those picks. Because if they could get... I don't know. Is the first any of the first for this year? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I so, don't know. Maybe. But if the Broncos don't do that well next year, you have that first round pick for next year. Then boom, you have what two top ten picks, and Seattle's has a terrible roster now, especially because they dropped Bobby Wagner. Would not be surprised if they end up trading Tyler Lockett, yeah. maybe even DK. DK DK's interesting now. DK DK could get you a lot, a lot in. A lot. In. I yeah. mean, you seem like. I mean, yeah. What? It's just it's, it's hard to tell what they're gonna do. They're obviously gonna have to rebuild. It's a rebuild, but it's not a re- but they're also talking about Seattle trading for Deshaun Watson. What do you do then? I mean, then you're obviously gonna want to keep Tyler Lockett and. But you have to wait till Friday. And, you have to wait till Friday. Yeah, you have to wait a little bit till, before they figure that out. But then you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett uh, on the team, and Deshaun Watson already wasted the first four years of his career in Houston. I mean, they went to the playoffs twice. They didn't get anything. Lost now he's lost Now he's lost a year on his career. He's not going to want to come to Seattle and, and just wait lose. for another... Yeah, and lose. He wants to win. Hopefully everything gets settled with this with his stuff. I mean, hopefully he didn't do this stuff. If he did, then I don't think he should ever play again. But Exactly like what we were talking about a few minutes yeah, ago. Exa- yeah, yeah, with the suspension thing. I mean, if he did this stuff, then no way he should ever play in the NFL again. I mean, with Seattle, with uh, Bobby Wagner out, Bobby Wagner, I think, will be probably the most interesting free agent to watch because you have – I have him – I looked at some stuff. I have him going to Philly, like I said earlier, because I feel like if you put him in that linebacker group, I think it would really boost up that defense a lot because, I mean, last year he had 170 combined tackles. I looked that up, and 93 of them were solo tackles, which is an insane stat to have. But then I also see him might he might be taking a small contract to a contender like Dallas or Baltimore to go win another championship. But I'm to the point to where I'm like, you've already won a championship. Why don't you try and why don't you try and chase the money right now? Especially because he's still 31, right? Mm-hmm. 31, yeah. 32. You could you can get a two year contract and then go yeah and go for a ring. And in other news, Allen Robinson did not sign a friend or the, the Bears did not attempt to franchise tag. News um, Colt. Um, 
Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Of course, Eagles fans and Colts fans would love to have the guy. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. As far as um, um, franchise tags go, the Bucks tagged Chris Godwin. The Chargers got an extension done on Mike Williams. And Michael Gallup got tagged. Did the- Schultz get tagged? No, uh, Schultz got tagged. Schultz got tagged for the Schultz got tagged. Gallup got right. extended. Gallup got the extension. So the Bears wide receiver, um, the pool of free agent wide receivers that they had, like literally two days ago, has come down to now Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper and some other names like Christian Kirk's in there. There's a few names that are, could be good. I don't think these guys are proven wide receiver ones like Allen Robinson or Amari Cooper. You almost have to sign Allen Robinson again. Give him the money he wants. He's proven to the Bears that he can be a bright spot in your offense. Of course, he was he was schemed out of the offense this year. That's why he only had 66 catches or whatever. Or 66 targets, that was. It was like 40-something catches. I think Allen Robinson is the best option right now, unless they can draft someone. Someone I would say good. I feel like they're heading to the point of drafting. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they try and get into that twentieth range and trade up and try and get Christian Watson because that man is six yeah. four, and ran like what a four five or something like that. And you put that alongside with Darnell Mooney because Mooney's a smaller wide receiver, so you you have a smaller guy and then you have a bigger go up and get it type guy. Yeah. Well, I don't think the Bears. I don't see the Bears trading into the first just because. They have five picks. They can't. Hardly, maybe. I mean, unless you want to get rid of a player. Yeah, unless yeah, unless you're going to ship someone off, which who knows? Maybe they would. I don't think so. Maybe the Bears trade up into the second round. I can't see that at all, honestly. If I'm, if my thoughts are, if they're not taking a wide receiver at 39, then they're then they're going to trade back out of the maybe even out of the second round. Just get some picks, just because this is the most stacked up. Uh, NF, or draft this year outside of the quarterback class that's horrible. The defensive line, defensive backs, offensive line, everyone just has depth in the position. You could definitely get a starter mid fifth, mid sixth round, in my opinion. So it wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe the Bears trade out of the second and then just trade back and just try to recoup a bunch of picks and see what they can do. I mean, yeah, I can see them doing that. You know, I've stuck by my uh, Khalil Mack trade. <laughs> Dude, the Bears are not going to trade. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This guy comes around. and no, he's no, talking I'm about kidding. Oh, kidding. he thinks I'm it's kidding. so funny. No, now he tries to rile me up and stuff, and it's not. It's not going to work. Klumac's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. No, I'm just kidding. Klumac's pretty good, though. The Bears no, are not yeah. going to get rid of him. He is a generational talent. I I feel like he's to the point though, because of all of his, all of his injuries, that the Bears should try and talk to him to reconstructure the contract. Well, because I did look at cap space for them. He's getting paid $30 million a year, and Robert Quinn is getting paid $17 million next year. And both of those combined for defensive line is 47 mil. Which I feel like both of them, if they take a pay cut and you have Akeem Hicks leaving, you could get that other defensive lineman, but then you could also bring in an Amari Cooper or bring back a... Well, I mean, yeah, this year the Bears don't have the greatest cap situation. But as far as next year goes... The Bears are like one of the top ten, top five teams when it comes to cap space. So I think they'll just be, you know, chill out. Just keep your guys and see how the year goes. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Justin Fields might turn it up, and they are a playoff playoff team. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's hard to tell. My thing is, is the the day that I'm looking forward to come like recent or soon 
Uh, March 16th should be the deadline, or like by the time the Bears will make up some decisions on cuts. Tariq Cohen hasn't played since week three of the 2020 season. Like, I might be a guy that you trade, though. I, I don't think they're going to. They, no, I don't think you they're going to trade a, for him. You could probably get a fourth for him, though. Maybe. I mean, But if you put that second with him, then you could get up into the first, maybe. for an, Ben. In, what? Benjamin. I'm the Bears saying. are not trading into the first. No, but they're not going to trade. Into the, no, 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 I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm saying that if they did that, you could get a good wide receiver. Tariq then. Cohen is one of the guys is a candidate to get cut. Him. There's Tariq Cohen. Um, there's a couple of them that were candidates to be cut. Uh, Danny Trevathan too. He'll probably get cut. Tariq Cohen's just a guy that I've watched his whole career. Really, I mean, he's fun to watch, and I don't know how you could let a guy he's like that go. A lot. <laughs> Gets taunted a lot. For oh yeah, yeah, because he's short. But like that Chauncey Gardner Johnson kid from New Orleans, he has he has some beef with the Bears. Javon Williams gave him a nice two piece and really messed his <laughs> messed him messed him up. I mean, put his name on the map, I guess, for getting rocked. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I think the three teams that. I mean, I think basically our, our three teams are the three teams that you have to look forward to on March 16th because you have the Colts now having the most cap space in the NFL. What are they going to do with it? The last four years they've had the most cap space and they haven't done jack crap with it. And they need to do something with it. I'm pretty sure that's what's angering Colts fans with Chris Ballard because he doesn't pay anyone anything besides his draft picks. And then you have the Eagles. What are they going to do with linebacker position? Are they going to get another corner? Are they going to go out and get an Amari Cooper or an Allen Robinson to bring in to help Devontae Smith? Because Devontae Smith was the only wide receiver on that team that could consistently get those catches. And honestly, he was the best best target on the team last year as a rookie. And then the Bears, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I'm excited. I can't say I'm not excited. I mean, yeah, I'm biased, but... How could you not be excited? This is the most exciting time in the NFL. As well, now we're going to make this transition into the NBA talk. But like, this is the most exciting. Besides the in-season stuff, right now from the mid-March to the end of April. I mean, the, the little period of time come two weeks from now till the, the draft is kind of boring. But rumors come and go, and there'll be free agents signed. That's like my favorite part of just seeing that stuff and seeing these new teams, new or these new players on teams. That you're not used to, and a lot, of, a lot of guys you won't expect might get traded. All kinds of crazy stuff. Like, I live for that part of the NFL outside of the season. Because when, I mean, in season, I'm just, it's all Bears stuff for me. I mean, yeah, my hot take for uh, the NFL was that this will be probably the most eventful offseason of all time, probably. Because we haven't even reached the free agents, and there's been two massive trades at the quarterback position. Massive re-signings. And then you have also, there's 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 probably like, what? There's probably like four or five guys that are massive players that could possibly be traded once free agency comes around. Mm. When you got Saquon, you have Chris, uh, you got uh, McCaffrey. Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, he's definitely a trade target. Christian McCaffrey. You, who else do you have? You have Tyler Lockett, DK. Like, you have... I think this will might be the most eventful off season that they've probably had in recent years. Yeah, it's definitely just going to get exciting. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for what's to come in the next week, month, up until the whole season. Honestly, 
you know, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It'll be exciting to see. Off season like sometimes can be just as exciting as the regular season. I mean, in a in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regular season you're watching games and everything like that, but off season definitely with social media and everything like that, it's exciting to in, pay attention. In to terms it. of fresh start, almost. I mean. There's not a lot of teams. There's some teams like the Jaguars. You can't really get excited about them. But like every team, you're no matter. It, ta- it takes a lot for a team to make a move that you're just like, wow, this really. This is just like you can't. There's no way you can't be excited in the off season. Like your team can do stuff, and you're gonna get excited. Yeah. Well, going into the NBA, obviously they're in midseason. They've passed the All Star deadline, and you're seeing some surprise teams and. Like I talked about earlier at the beginning of the podcast, going into those uh, power rankings that the that ESPN sent out. I mean, the Suns, they're. I mean, obviously they they were they were in it last year. We know like what they're capable of, but what they're sitting on right now, and you've even had Booker and Paul out for a little bit, and they're still able to put games together, barely losing to the Bucks, and then they beat the Magic just the other night, like. They're definitely the team to beat. Yeah. One, I think one thing that's been a bit exciting is the East is definitely a lot more competitive than it has been. Yeah. A West, it's, West is a three-team race between the Warriors, Grizzlies, and Suns. And I yeah. think it's now between the Warriors and Suns, but the Grizzlies in the coming of years is going to be probably the most fun team to watch in the NBA. Yeah. The, yeah, the West is turning into the East of old, and the East is kind of evolving into... And do a lot of super. I mean, not necessarily super teams, but teams that are able to compete. I mean, the Celtics really turned it around the second the second half of the season. They're doing really good. The Nets have a losing record somehow. That's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, they'll figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, they'll like, figure it out. They'll get in. You know, KD Ben Simmons coming back. I think Ben Simmons is going to. And then Kyrie just dropped uh, over fifty points whenever he shot seventy five percent from the field. Like yeah. Kyrie's also. I mean, he to can ball home games right. now too. Yeah, and Kyrie yeah. comes back. The Bulls are are good and in contention. The 76ers are good. Everyone, it just seems like the 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 eight teams that do get in, there's going to be one that get, that isn't in that could easily maybe could play in the turn in the playoffs and do good. You know, like a team that's could be an eight seed is going to get out. You know, probably one of those Nets. Yeah, like the Charlotte or Charlotte. It'll be Charlotte, Atlanta, or. Uh, the Knicks. Well, an interesting like you have people. a lot of young talent. That's not even in, like, that probably won't even, like, go to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, uh, like, uh, popular players that are at home come the end of May. I mean, that ca- I that Cavs team came out of absolute nowhere. Yeah, they're pretty I good. mean, Garland putting they up around 40 the hot. other night. Mobley. I mean, I mean, I'll say it now. Rookie of the year is Evan Mobley at the moment. It's not, like, it's not a question. I mean, yeah, there's no question. The impact he's had on that Cavs team, like... I mean, you can't you can't take that away from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I won't get into Iota Sumo, but yeah, keep going. I would say Iota Sumo. is the steal of the yeah, draft. The steal, yeah, we call it steal of the draft. That's fine. Probably not second round. Yeah, probably not though. Probably. What's What's interesting is the number one team in the West is the Suns and the Heat. Is they it obviously, still the Suns? They, yeah, it's still the Suns. Suns are at like thirteen or fourteen losses. Yeah, I thought they they're insane. Oh, did the Grizzlies overtake the Warriors? At yeah, the War- uh, Grizzlies are in second because the Warriors went on that little losing streak there. Yeah, when LeBron went crazy. Also, the Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors will not do well if Clay stays like this. I don't yeah, know if Clay you've been seeing Clay's 
Clay is doing terrible this year. I've, I've never, I'm, I get a lot of hate for it. I'm not high on Clay like a lot of people are, which I get people don't like at all, but it just. Yeah, but are you not high on Clay because of his personality, or are you not high on Clay because of his how he plays? Like, what is it for you? Like, why aren't you? What is? Why don't you like Clay? I guess. I honestly, I think it's the fan base of Clay fans. Yeah. Because they they rate him way too high See? than what he actually is. They rate him as if he's able to go out there and lead a team to a championship. He couldn't. No, no he couldn't. He couldn't. I mean, even I, I mean, Kyrie. Kevin he's a Robin. Grant and Ben Simmons can't even lead a team to an NBA yeah. championship. He's a Robin. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a Robin to a Batman. He yeah. needs he needs a better player on his team he's, to then show up. He's like, he's like an AD to LeBron almost. Maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, that was a little. I didn't like that actually. I don't know who he's like. I guess. Anyways, anyways, Clay is not playing good. The Warriors are falling. I don't think it'll affect them. So what? They're gonna play a fifth seed, a fifth or sixth seed if they stay where they're at. Are they three? Yeah, they're, they're three. They'll play a sixth seed if that's the case. Yeah, but I'm just saying if they Who drop. The if they drop, coming, yeah. Jazz is playing better right now. If they drop, they're going to – I don't know, though. Both of these divi- – or both conferences are pretty, like, rounded out outside of the Lakers at, at nine right now because the Nuggets are good. The Timberwolves are up and coming right now. The Clippers are – the Clippers, like, they'll – I mean, are they going to get Kawhi and Paul George back soon? Not soon? I don't know when they're – They're out for they the rest will. of the year. Even Kawhi? Kawhi, there's no chance. I I, oh, I see no I chance Kawhi, that Kawhi comes I back. Kawhi come back. I feel I think you have a better yeah. chance of Paul George than you did Kawhi. But then in the Eastern Conference, like we said, the 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 Hornets and the Hawks are in the playoff game um, positions right now. One of those teams is not going to make it. Yeah. The Nets are at eight, and the Raptors are at seven. Unfortunately, the Raptors are Raptors probably going to be the it. ones that are not going to make it. Raptors surprised me that they even got up there. Yeah, the Raptors are playing pretty well. But come, come playoff time, maybe the Raptors fall out. They might be at ten. By they then. need a star on that team. Like yeah. everyone might say, "Oh, Pascal Siakam." Nah. No, that man was carried because of Kawhi, Kawhi and, then, and then finally got his shot to take over that team, and then just yeah, it's terrible. Fred Van Vliet, though he was an all star. Yeah, I would say he's Fre- falling out. I I feel like Fred is also kind of a. Robin, though. I feel like if they brought yeah. in a superstar for that team, I feel like t- that team would be very scary. I think, uh, obviously, we talked about the Suns being hot. I think uh, the last like few games, the hottest team, and getting close to be that, it's 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 76ers. Yeah. With that J- uh, James Harden trade, I hope he's enjoying the gentlemen's clubs there, as it seems like that was yeah. part of his move to well, join the- Joel Embiid. But, like... <laughs> That comp, like Joel Embiid playing as a potential MVP candidate, not saying he is like he's my top choice for the MVP candidate, but he's up there. Tim or Jokic at it, this point? Yeah, it, yeah, they're both starting to pull away. Or it's, Jaw, it's those three. Yeah, if Jaw keeps going, I mean, who's to say he can't win it? Honestly, I think Jaw's. I think Jaw's right there. I mean, I mean, Grizzlies are second in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Western. Western. Sorry, Western. my bad. You're good. But, yeah, the Grizzlies have literally gone from, what, they didn't even make the playoffs last year? Or did they? Oh, yeah, they were the eighth seed. Yeah, going from yep. an eighth seed to a two seed in one year, and it's pretty... Oh, no, the Grizzlies were the seventh seed, and the Lakers were the eighth seed, I think. Or was it the other way? No, I thought the Lakers... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't it was know. one way it's, or the other. The Lakers way, yeah. were seven or eight. No, but from jumping that yeah. high up, yeah. especially in the Western Conference, that's insane. It just seems like... Joel is consistently good, but the 76ers are consistently middle of the pack in the playoffs. They're either uh, 
Um, yeah, they, he has to take the jump. Yeah, they got to do. They got to get. They have to take that jump in the playoffs. Yeah, they got to. Yeah. Which is the the MVP will be a regular season award though, so I guess yeah. it's hard to say. Now getting getting into the Bulls, they've lost four straight games. They currently lead the Pistons twelve to nine with six to go in the first. I'm not worried about the Bulls. I mean, they're gonna probably finish a fifth, maybe a fourth, four, probably the fourth at the highest. I guess. I don't know if they're gonna drop any lower. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do in playoff in the playoffs. They'll probably they might win an A series. I not maybe they'll put on like an Atlanta like run last year and maybe get to the conference finals. I can, I don't really I don't know. But I I don't know why people are just so like down on them. Like they've balled, I, I, they've balled I'm wor- out. I'm worried about the Bulls. The Bull the Bulls balled out the first half of the season, and then I mean they haven't beat any. I guess an argument is they haven't beat anyone. They're 0-14 against the first top three teams in both East and West conferences. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. I know, I know they have their injuries, but the fact that they haven't won one while having Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Chicago Bulls saying MVP DeMar DeRozan, he's not able to win you those games. No. He, he hasn't won one. It's, it's, it's a bit concerning, but... The defense that can come with Caruso and Lonzo can be really good. The problem is, is Lonzo can't stay healthy to save his life. Uh, yeah, he's been he doesn't. Every single he year doesn't have a lawn spell where he's consistently healthy. Yeah, that's true. Lonzo. But if they come back and play really well, I don't. I don't think they'll make the finals. But I think they can make a run to the conference championship. It's just, can they beat those? Can they beat that Milwaukee team? Can they beat that Sixers team? Can they? And the quiet team right now at the top of the East, I looked at the Eastern Conference standings and he just the Heat didn't even know they were there. Yeah. I mean, they don't get the media coverage that we're so used to them having when they did when they were in the bubble. But the odd thing is, is they're number one in the East, and Jimmy Butler is shooting 19.8% from three. Yeah, I think the Heat remind me a lot of like a 60-win Atlanta Hawks team. They're going to they're they're, they're gonna be good in the regular season, and then come playoffs, yeah. Unless 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 Jimmy upset shooting, yeah, he's shooting like in the forties for field goal percentage as a, as a whole. I think if Jimmy gets that, makes that step, I think he still has wrist problems because he yeah. won't get surgery. It's if if they if he was shooting well, it'd be a completely different story. Yeah, Miami does not. Miami doesn't even doesn't take the Bucks in four. There's, I mean, in seven second round exit. From yeah, that. I think so. I think they're. And the 76ers are a lot better than they're getting credit for. The Heat are not. The Heat would not take the Sixers in a seven-game series either, honestly. The, the, the Heat would probably get the Bulls. They'd get the Celtics, I'd imagine. The Cavs. Yeah. They're going to win their first series, and then the second one is up in the air, honestly. I don't, I don't think they can. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. One. I want to I see the 76ers and the Nets match up. In this playoff, I think it could be like a super interesting playoffs, especially yeah. since the Nets are not doing so hot right now. The thing is, is they might end up playing 76ers or the Bucks or the yeah. Heat or the Bulls in the first round. Yeah, if the, if the Nets are an eight seed and Miami's one, Miami not, might not make it out of the first round. No, that's what I was thinking. Is yeah, there might be a, there might be some upsets early? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cool. I it's guess, ex- it's exciting. Like I hate saying it because the Lakers are playing so bad, but I'm like a LeBron stand. Like I think LeBron c- can turn it on and beat anyone. I think they can beat anyone. 
Uh, right now, I don't know why I just said that. No, they can't. They can't <laughs> the top four, no, the Lakers can't touch anyone right now. I'm sorry. Don't, oh my gosh, I feel stupid saying that. The Lakers are not going to beat anyone in the playoffs. I'm, they probably won't even get in. Right now, I said the Lakers will not make the playoffs. They'll make the play-in, but if San Antonio starts winning, they're not making the play-in. I think, I think uh, New Orleans... New Orleans is the is the tenth, is the ninth seed right now. They're no, hot. No, New Orleans. They're tenth or ninth. Ten, I think. I mean, what? CJ CJ's but working that's in, right now. That's in the plan right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I yeah, yeah that's in. So I have a feeling they're that one game they're one and a half games behind the Lakers, and if they get Zion back, who's to say what he's gonna do? Um, everybody wants I don't. To I don't. Zion I don't think. Back. I don't think Zion will play another game in uh, in, in Pelicans jersey. Uh, that's bad take. I think, he'll, back. I think he'll play back. this postseason, but I don't think he'll want to stay in New Orleans. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Everyone wants to compare Zion to, like, Greg Oden. Come on, man. He was an all-star. He's, he's one... gotten injured. Yeah, he's just been injured. He's, he's actually he's good, though. Like, oh, no. His numbers, whenever he was healthy, were insane. I'm just saying the fan base in New Orleans doesn't seem like they want him. Zion doesn't seem like he yeah. wants to be there. It just yeah, doesn't. It doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like the it's, fit it's is not there. A good, it's not a good matchup. It doesn't. I think eventually he's got to leave New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, with the, I don't know if it's the food down there or what, but you never know. Are you kidding me? That Cajun, Cajun <laughs> stuff. I mean, Pelicans fans literally put him on a float. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't the Called best. Called him it one the, ton Zion. Yeah, like it's not the fan base there doesn't seem to yeah. like him anymore. It's kind of like Cleveland, LeBron. Like, they, Cleveland really embraced LeBron. Gave him, like, being, he was from Akron, Ohio, though. But it would be, it would have been nice for New Orleans to appreciate Zion for what he was. I mean, he was actually generational. Like, 25 Zion's, points, Zion's 9 insane. rebounds or something yeah. like that. He's good. That was insane. In high school, in Duke, everywhere. He's and, good when he's healthy. And, and the gap between him and Jaw is not as far as people think it is. I honestly think... If Zion comes back and performs how he was expected to, he's better than Ja. Since if he's healthy, I mean since, injuries suck. Since yeah. that draft, I did say I did think Ja was the better player. Didn't, no, 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 not right now, not right now. I'm saying that Ja. I thought when that when that draft happened, I thought Ja would end up being the better player purely because. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, thought, he's had a bigger impact. I thought, at this I thought point. he had more potential than Zion because I thought Zion was already at his fullest potential. Mm-hmm. But th- because I mean, if you saw it, Jot progressively got better Jot's and better, better, and then like Zion came into the league averaging twenty five. Yeah, he was Zion's. Zion's not gonna. Zion's gonna come in and perform at his level, but he's not gonna get better because he's already the best. Like he's one of the best. He's he's performing at his top level. He is one of the best. Jaw wasn't performing. Jaw wasn't even an all-star last year. I mean, granted, he was probably a snub, but Zion was. I don't think. I think. I think there's a chance Zion is, has the better career than than Jaw when he comes back. I think it depends on how well either the Pelicans do or whatever team Zion yeah. ends up on. Because yeah. if he ends up on a team that ends up making it late into the playoffs next year, then like I think everyone will be talking about. What would have happened if Zion never got injured and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about the Pacers here, since that's obviously me and Ben's team. They're, oops, sorry, <laughs> they are crap. Yeah, they're bad. But but I but listen, we have Jay, we have Jalen Smith. He's going to leave in the tank. Continue in the tank. Oh yeah. 
Jalen Fallon, Fallon yeah. intentionally with Protect the that game tied. Well, my thing is, is in that game, they decided, oh, Tyrese Halliburton's having a really good third quarter. Let's have him take one shot in the fourth, which is a full court heave uh, with two seconds left in the game. What about uh, Goga going seven for seven in the first half <laughs> and then playing two yeah. minutes in the third quarter? I like Goga. Everybody else hates Goga. I guess I'm not a good Pacers fan. If I like Goga, it seems like Goga's just the most inconsistent player of all time. And if you saw, <laughs> if, if you he's saw, so ugly too. He's just really <laughs> ugly guy. Okay, you don't need to hate on him that Sorry, much. Goga. But again, with our team, with the Pacers, I they have to get rid of Brogdon this offseason. Yeah, uh, I yeah. am. F- it doesn't. It doesn't. Tyrese and him do not fit at all. And Brogdon takes up the ball every. There's a game where Tyrese scored twelve points, only shooting seven times. And Brogdon scored 24, and he shot 24 times. Yeah, Brogdon's a bum. I think that's he's a, a ball hog. That's a that's an opinion that uh, goes around this whole room right now. Connor, what do you think of Malcolm Brogdon? I think he should be traded. You look at you look at the pass and the there, Obviously, we don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's completely true, but apparently, he had a hand in making sure the last two coaches, Bjorken and Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan, got out of the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know who the heck Malcolm Brogdon thinks he is. Hey, I mean, he's been good. He's been all right, but he's no one. He's not someone that can just like lead a franchise. I mean, he's not. A he has, he's a third player. or fourth option. Yeah, literally. on a on a championship winning team, he's a third or fourth option. He is like, um, let's see, who's he like? I think he's like a like a. I don't know. Never mind. We're not gonna go there. I don't know what he's like actually. All right, fine. I do. He's like the Matthew Delladova of the Cavs. 2016 Cavs, that's who he is. I don't want to put him that low, but he... he Della Vadova is like the Walmart version of Brogdon. Brogdon? Okay. Oh, my God. I think... Sorry, I think, sorry Deli. I love you, guy, but we are not... I don't, why are we going to talk about Deli like this? Come on, Deli. Deli was a reason why. Yeah, I think Deli fleeced the Bucks. <laughs> you got your money from the Bucks, Della Dova. I think you Come could on. genuinely... Now, the player I'm going to name, I think I would take him 10 out of 10 times over Malcolm Brogdon. But he's a third option on a contender, and it's Drew Holiday. But yeah. Drew Holiday, like I said, he's, he's, he's better than Brogdon. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about that. It's because he knows how to pass the ball. Well, imagine Drew Holiday in... But, in, that, but that's how Brogdon would work on a team like that, that third kind of option. But what? not having as I wouldn't think he'd have as big of an impact that, that Drew has. Why did how did Drew Holiday get traded? Yes, trade deadline. How did he get from the what? What did the Pelicans get for him? I can look up that trade if you well, guys. Eric Bledsoe. Was he in that? I yeah. It was yeah. an Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. That's just imagine Drew Holiday on the Pelicans now. That'd be insane. I mean, wow, that'd be crazy. I think I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. All of them. All. Of them. Mm. The third brother's not very good, but Justin's not bad. No, Justin's he's not bad. Pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't think he's been Justin. fitting in like great with the Kings right now. Oh, speaking of your Kings, your buddy uh, Sabonis. Sabonis, he got he got thrown out. He yeah. went out in style. Yeah, did you see? Absolutely barking at the ref. He uh, they suspended him for a game. Oh, they did. Yeah, for um, like vicious act towards an official. Whatever, that's funny to me. Okay, so the trade was New Orleans got Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, two future firsts. From Milwaukee, and the right to swap two additional first-round picks. Did you say Stephen Adams? Yeah, to New Orleans. No, Milwaukee Adams. ended up with Drew Holiday, Sam Merrill, who was his 60th pick, mm-hmm. and then 
OKC was involved. They got George Hill, future first. Ah, oh, that's where it comes in. Uh, Josh Gray, Darius Miller, Kenrick Williams, and yeah, then Denver they... ended up getting RJ Hampton in the twenty fourth yep. pick. So that's how that's how uh, New Orleans got Stephen Adams because he came from OKC. I was confused. I was like, I remember that happening. Oh yeah. So that's the NBA stuff I got for it. For the one simple. thing, the one thing that I would like to add to the NBA is the Lakers. This offseason. The Lakers, the Lakers this offseason need to explode. They, they need to explode. Trade away, explode? trade away West, West, Westbrook. Impulse. No, no, that's mean. Yeah, Sorry. that's mean. That's Sorry, mean. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to bring his no, children because of Westbrook. I think is <laughs> no, no. We are not going to name shame this man. Take away the last year. Westbrook is top one hundred. Westbrook is good. Let's not I mean, I mean, come on. OK, uh, no, OKC no. Westbrook. I, I would, I would, I would take OKC there's Westbrook. There's something, there's some, th- something up with him mentally. Yeah, I don't know. If you, if you watch his interviews, there's something well, up mentally. I mean, well, I don't, well, yeah. I mean, he's well, got like I a think, Cam Newton type thing going on. I think the way. fans, are, the fans are getting to him too much. Well, he says they're not. I mean, yeah, but the fact that you're constantly complaining about the media show and like fans, sh- yeah. like I think he, I think he's bothered. No, well, but I'm, I'm. LeBron doesn't want to come back after next season. What? He's no. literally said that. No, LeBron will be back. It just LeBron depends on what their pieces think about go it. to. Well, think like, about it. If you could get rid of all three of those guys, LeBron. Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Westbrook, think about how much they have. And they don't I, – I said – Yeah, but LeBron, I mean – I said were, this because their future does not look bright at all. No. The, that's what I mean. Their next first-round pick is not till 2025. Yeah. They need They need picks. Now, I think you have to keep LeBron. You can't let him leave, basically, because he has shipped out your whole future. I mean, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Granted, you got a, you got a championship getting Anthony Davis, but then you got Kyle Kuzma's gone. But one of the most controversial championships. I guess, but they did beat the Miami Heat. I don't like the Heat that much. <laughs> Not really a fan. I don't know. people. Miami Heat people are just like, Hate on LeBron. Like LeBron did a lot for Miami. Granted, they won a Super Bowl, or a, a Finals championship before he got there, but LeBron he won balled three out. Pete, right? They no, they had two. Pete. No, they had two. They Pete. went to three. They went to three in a row and they lost the third one today. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas yeah. Dirk, oh. German Jesus. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Okay, we're right, gonna end that. Move. We're gonna end the NBA on that. Let's, let's move, move into uh, a more pressing matter in the NCAA tournament. But first, let's look at the Big Ten tournament coming up. We have the brackets out, games coming up on. Tonight. Is it tonight? Is it tonight? Yeah. Nebraska's playing right now. Nebraska's playing right now against the. Nebraska's number 13 playing against number 12 Northwestern. Nebraska. Mm. Okay. I looked it up. Nebraska oh. beat Northwestern 56 to 7. But that was during the football season. Not really. Wow. That's... I looked at that as well on your computer and I said, what? Oh. Uh, Right now, currently, Nebraska leads Northwestern 52-49 to with 10 minutes to go in the game. And then tonight, Penn State plays Minnesota. 25 then, minutes after the end of the game. Yeah, 25 minutes after that. The winner of uh, the Northwestern-Nebraska game takes on Iowa. Iowa. Tomorrow, Indiana and Michigan will play. And then the winner of the second game will play Ohio State. From there on, um, the winner of Indiana-Michigan plays Illinois. Illinois, the one seed. The winner of Nebraska, Nebraska, Iowa, or whoever that is, Rutgers. Rutgers, Rutgers, yeah, Rutgers got to the four. four. Okay, 
the winner of Ohio State, whoever plays Purdue, and uh, who plays Wisconsin? Winner It'll be Maryland, Michigan Maryland, State. Maryland, Michigan. That's who it is. Yeah. Michigan State. Oh, I want Wisconsin to lose so much. I hate Wisconsin. Can't stand Wisconsin. I, for this Big Ten, I think there's there might be an upset looming. Because of how inconsistent every the, team is, yeah, every team. I my sleepers, Same. my sleepers have been Nebraska, or Nebraska purely because of how well <laughs> they've been playing. Who did they beat? They beat Wisconsin. They beat, who did they beat? Yeah, but they didn't that? beat like anyone before that. Oh no, but they're on fire right now. Mine's so, Rutgers. My my upset would be Rutgers. Now, granted, I think Purdue is gonna play to their level. I think they are one seed potential. I mean, they lost six games on. They lost five of six games on final shots, shots in the last 20 seconds of the game. Purdue's a lot better than they're getting credit for, in my opinion. They finished the season ranked at 10, 10 or 9. The eight nine, people came out today, 9. Purdue's going to turn some heads in the Big Ten tournament. Now, Iowa or Indiana needs to play good if they want to get into the into the I said, I said the winner of Michigan and IU watch out for because yeah. I think both of those teams need to work their way in. To the tournament, and both of those teams, if they if, like, they might actually come out, and that might be the best game of the entire weekend. That might legitimately be the best week game of the weekend. I think it's that one or Michigan State, Wisconsin, because I, I don't think Maryland is anything to look at. I think Maryland's gonna get beat, yeah. in my opinion. I, um, I think, I mean, obviously, this can change because Nebraska and Northwestern's going on, but you could see a quarterfinal with Rutgers and Nebraska play each other. Like it wouldn't surprise would me if insane. that happens. That would be that that'd be unfortunate if that happened. I mean, because a semifinal of either Rutgers or Nebraska in it. Yeah, that's just kind of be silly. No, but I said for sure winner votes are for Purdue or Wisconsin, and then I I said I do not believe in Illinois. I'm excited for Sunday. That's gonna be this is this might be like the best Big Ten tournament in a long time. It has the most uh as the like it has the most drama involved in yeah. it, especially with IU and Michigan both on the bubble to go in. Ohio State even, I mean, if they don't do good. I, I don't think they'll not make it. I think, think they'll, think they'll I think they'll automatically make it. I think it's more of the fact of maybe they might be a seventh seed if they yeah. win, but if they lose, they might fall back to a eight or nine. Yeah. I just want to put out there uh, Johnny Davis. I really don't like that guy. As well as Ron Harper Jr. Don't like him. I do like what he did to Indiana, though. That was funny that he did it to Purdue and then did it against Indiana. Loves uh, those Indiana schools, man. Yeah, he really doesn't like them. But also, they're the four seed. Like, they literally were beating ranked teams. And they had I think they're the they most. They couldn't beat it's, anyone. It's so, they couldn't so, beat anyone. They lost to Maryland. Like, they beat, didn't they lose Northwestern, too? Were they one? I know Indiana lost Northwestern. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know that. That was because of the whole marijuana incident. We don't know that. How do you we don't know that. that? That's what it they was. They had five players out that Coach game. Woodson just was holding the integrity of Indiana basketball. Maybe they went out to party in Chicago. Who knows what they were doing? It's the, it's it's we know what they were doing, but <laughs> it was disappointing to see a team like I remember talking with like my family and stuff and. Uh, one person's like, oh, Woodson's actually been able to do something with this team after they beat Purdue. And then I go and I'm watching the Michigan and IU game with Ben, and I say to Ben, I go, this Michigan and IU game is going to determine IU season. Yeah. Coming off of a high against Purdue, and then what happens? Indiana loses to Michigan State and loses like five straight. Yeah. Like, you had your spot in the tournament at that point. Yeah. You just 
You ju- you literally just have to win like two of those games. Yeah, now, Rutgers now. has lost to Minnesota Northwestern, Maryland once, and they've they've destroyed the big teams. And it's so weird that they're destroying these big teams. They lost to Wisconsin once. They, they lost, lost to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, they beat once. Wisconsin once. My they, thing, my thing is, is, come that the IU Purdue game that came down to the uh, Rob Finnessy hitting a three-point shot to take the win, that could have gone two ways. Purdue could have played bad. Granted, I'm not saying Purdue played well the second half of the season. They definitely underperformed. But after that, Purdue played better, and Indiana got – it seemed like Indiana got worse. Like, it was just odd to me. Indiana has a lot of talent on their roster for they're how shooting. they're playing. Their shooting is horrible. Yeah. I mean – We'll go, we're all, the three of us are going Friday oh, yeah, to see Wisconsin and Purdue both play. I mean, that's, those, those are, those are two up. top teams, like, Boiler it'll be fun up. to watch Jay Nivey in person. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he's, cra- I mean. I can see him being the next jaw. Him and, they, they play very similar. And then they also have a very similar haircut. Yeah, just, <laughs> just <by laughs> definitely helps the. But, but, like, I, um. Jaden Ivey actually has a relationship with Ja Morant. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. They're like his mom, his mom him? coached, coached Ja. Um, I don't know if she was an assistant for Memphis or what, where she coached at. But I know they it were was something. They were yeah, they're they're tight. So it would be cool to see the Pacers can see what's in store. Because if not, if not Jaden Ivey, why not Johnny Davis? He'll be there. Yeah. Or if if the Pacers can continue this. Hank could get a good, good lottery pick. Jaden Ivey will be there. John Davis will be there. There's a lot of potential in this draft. Yeah, well, I think with the four, first four picks. Yeah. Outside of that, it's kind of a question mark. Yeah. What's What's Kofi Coburn gonna do? I I see him falling to the twenties. Oh, I didn't know if you guys heard. Maybe he goes back to Illinois. You think? No. No way he goes back to Illinois, right? I I hope not. Well, going into NC, going into the. March Madness, kind of how the bracket might start to show. You have some teams winning their conference titles. Gonzaga won, no surprise, they always win. Yeah. Um, so honestly, no, like they're good. They're always good. They're gonna they're gonna be a one seed as usual. I mean, yeah, I I I put my guaranteed number ones as Gonzaga, Auburn, and Arizona, and then the fourth number one is clearly up for grabs. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the fourth number one is whoever wins the Big Ten tournament? No. Well, actually, it depends. If, if it's, Purdue wins if it, it's I think Purdue, Purdue or Illinois. Yeah. If one of them wins it, but then I think, I mean, obviously the Duke loss to actually, UN, uh, UNC Duke doesn't help. help at all. Duke, Duke, I would, I mean, I would, I would bet they're going to win the ACC. I mean, you never know, but I, mean, I see Notre not, Dame as a sleeper out of the ACC. They're on fire yeah. right now. It's, they are, it, they, they're on fire. They don't get a lot of attention either, so it's a. It's so let's hop right in. Who's your uh, Cinderella team this year? I think if they get in, it's Rutgers. Hmm, that's an interesting. Rutgers are the team to beat, I think. Because Rutgers beats good teams. Yeah, I think they're just. Like, I don't know if they're. I, I they're not going to play. They're not going to play in North a bad team. They're not going to play in Northwestern. They're going to play a bad team to start off. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean, think. It I don't just think depends on their seed. I don't like, really call them a. I wouldn't call them a Cinderella. I call them a team to beat almost. Like. Of course, the top seeds will be one to beat, but Rutgers definitely have a target on their back because of how they played against these good teams. Uh, ben, what about you? I got Murray State. Oh, uh, it's a team to watch out for, but they the only like 
big quad one game that they've played is against Auburn, and they lost by 13, which even if you look at it, it's like it's a team that you would not expect only losing by 13 to Auburn, which is the clear number one number one team for, what, 75 to 80% of this season. And then, uh, but if you look at their schedule, they've destroyed every single small, small team that they've played. They've, yeah. they've ran through their lineup. I mean, they've only lost one, I think, since losing to Auburn. So they're on fire. I just think if they, they have to pl- they have to – play very well to then like I mean everyone does but yeah. they just have to do, they show have to, yeah my my team is uh that I'm just throwing all the chips to to be a Cinderella team is uh uh Delaware now granted I don't watch much college basketball at all I watch of course the Big Ten it's the best basketball division or conference in college basketball but uh Matt Nagy went to Delaware. It was a quarterback there, and <laughs> it's the first time they got into the tournament in a long time. So, you know, I'm back in. I'm back in Delaware. Let's see what they're gonna. Let's see what they're gonna do in this tournament. And of course, Loyola Chicago. They always turn heads come tournament time. It's the first time they've been in the in the in the, uh, in the tournament two years in a row since Sister Jean was forty years old. That's like a hundred years or something. Now they probably it probably could be four years, but the COVID year kind of screwed that up. Anyways. I yeah. think I think, and of course is they're not. Jean still alive? Yes, yes. Okay, she's good. alive. It, this isn't a sleeper team by any means. Of course, it's it's Duke. I'm I'm interested to see. They lost their. They obviously lost their game to UNC. Um. Coach K, of course, it's not the send off you want for Duke. Yeah. When I'm well for Coach K. But I'm, uh, I remember seeing the quote, Coach K said, everyone be quiet after the game. He said, let me just say it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable, but the season has been very acceptable. And I tell you, the season isn't, isn't over. People saying that um, Coach K's legacy, what if it gets tarnished by the final game? That's not going to do anything. That's it's stupid. the tournament. That's yeah. stupid. Wouldn't it? I, I don't even know I, the I, tournament. Yeah, the I, tournament. I, I, I like Coach K a lot. So... That's, well, it's, that's it's, okay. It's purely the fact that he's led so many two teams. Yeah, teams. but I'm just. I, it's annoying. I think. I think it would be. Besides yeah, Purdue, of like teams, I think they have a good chance at winning. My other team that I like to see is Duke, just because of the send off it would have for Coach K. Because I'm a Coach K fan. Yeah, that would and be... I understand if you're not and you don't want them to win, because that's understandable. Now, yeah, so. that's not why I don't want them to win. Like, if they win, that'd be cool for like that'd be a cool story to write for Coach K to be sent off with a championship now. Now, like I liked, I liked Duke when Zion and R.J. Barrett were on the team. It was cool. They were really good. I just don't like. I didn't really like how Coach K went about that after the game. Just kind of like, you lost. Like you didn't have to say all that stuff. I don't know. I didn't I mean, really appreciate. I mean, it I think I think the reason he had to say so much is because for some people were freaking crying in the crowd. Like honestly, I was also like, come on now. They were crying because they paid $5,000 yeah. to yeah. see Yeah, and lose. they wait, uh, <laughs> students when they had to wait in a tent for like six weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, whatever. It'll, 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 it's, it's exciting. I, I mean, I, it's I'm, always fun. I don't know why, but I have this feeling that Duke is a second or third round exit. Mm-hmm. They have so much pressure on yeah. them now that Coach K is leaving. Yeah, and I think that was the reason why they lost that North Carolina game. Because every yeah. team wants to be the team that was the last team to beat Coach, Coach K. Yeah, they're going to be cool. I mean, they're going to have so much pressure to win. I don't think, and especially because if you look at that Duke team, who do you think of? Paolo. 
Yeah. Who else do you think of? Uh, the, the grandson that got the DUI. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I don't think of him because of how he's playing. I think of him because of he got a, because he got a DUI and he's Portuguese grandson. Yeah, I know that we're not, like, the biggest of college basketball fans and we don't follow it, but out of Duke, you only see, I mean, Griffin, isn't AJ Griffin on yeah. Duke? You have those two guys. Yeah. On other teams, you have, like, you have other big, big-name teams that probably could beat Duke right now. And I honestly would not be surprised if Duke does not win the ACC tournament. Yeah, same. I would not be surprised by that. I think Duke is on a downfall right now and might honestly end up not, not making it far into the tournament. And, I, and it's purely because of the pressure that they have with Coach K. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. I don't think Duke Duke's gonna perform well in the tournament. Sorry, sorry, Connor. They feel like that. No, that's Con- that's all right. I mean, that was a, they had, they had the, it's a it's a prediction. It's not like it's hurting anyone's yeah. feelings. It's a pure prediction. I mean, and this is gonna this is gonna make like this is gonna turn heads when I say this. I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue does the same thing. I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, can't that's be. the Purdue way. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the Purdue. Way. I mean, they've done it six you know times I mean, this like, year. They've lost yeah. six games. Granted, the the Michigan loss where they lost by thirty plus. It just, they played four games that week. The other ones they lost by three points on Hail Mary and shots. And IU isn't that bad of a team. It, it depends on what Purdue team you get in the tournament. But I think saying that Purdue doing the same thing is completely different. Purdue is a better team than Duke. Purdue losing is like is like uh, Duke's um, Zion, R.J. Barrett team losing. more Rather than Purdue's 2018-19 Carson Wentz team losing. Like that's the difference. That this team, this Purdue team. Oh, Carson Edwards. Sorry, why did I say Carson? <laughs> Jesus, cry me. I hate when I do this. When the Colts live rent free in your head. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the Colts are garbage. Oh, sorry. No, he's a commander now. Yeah, the commando boy. Yeah. Well, I just want to leave you guys with this for as far as basketball goes. Uh, Jaden Ivy to the chip. Trayvon Williams is going to ball out. Purdue's going to beat everyone. See, I we we all have our we all have our biases. Yeah, here we all. I mean, we all do. Let's be honest. Like we do. Let's let's see. Let's see here. (laughs) No one's beating Purdue. Come on. I know nobody thinks of him as a good player, but if you look at it, each game that Purdue has lost, Stefanovic has played bad. Played bad. Yeah. He is he is the main reason of why they win games. And if he does not show Mm. up one of those games, Mm. no, I'm saying that he. Like it's almost like a six man in the NBA. You bring him off the bench Looks and he shows up. He starts. I know, but I'm saying like he's the equivalent yeah. to like a six man of the year. If you yeah. bring him off the bench, he shows up and gives you that. Stefanovic has been the guy for them to help. Like he's like yeah. the leader of that team. I think I now it's kind of unpopular, but I think it's uh, Travion. When Travion gets it I, off it's the bench, him, it's him and Travion. Yeah, but, like, those two, the seniors, even Eric Hunter. I mean, he was first. He was all all Big Ten defense. Those the seniors this year they're not, they're, of course they're not that class of they're not the Vincent Edward, Vincent Edwards Isaac Haas Dakota Mathias they're not that level but Travion's right up there with them, but Sasha and Eric Hunter aren't really that special. I don't think people look at Sasha as like the guy. They, yeah, Sasha's not looked at very highly. Now I think he could be drafted come the NBA draft late. He's second, gonna end up overseas. Late though. second round. Uh, I don't know. He's going to be an undrafted go-to-a-summer-league team and then end up uh, overseas. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think I think this is the best Purdue team that will be in the last co- In the time. last years, yeah. And for the upcoming future, now they have a good uh, recruitment uh, classes coming in, but I don't think they'll compete. 
with what this team is now. I mean, yeah, I think Purdue Purdue's the biggest question mark going in because yeah. they they have the potential to win it. Oh yeah, but they also have the poten- like they, they have they, the they ability have the to ta- lose. They have the, the talent to win it. It's yeah. just if they're if, like if they show if, they, if they're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, and they like, lost to North Texas last year with practically the same team, yeah. literally the same exact team. Yeah. They didn't lose who they lose. I don't think they they lost with some someone. I don't remember who they even lost last year. But Purdue, yeah, Purdue has is a big, huge question mark. They can either be I think something that goes out early. Big Ten teams are. Yeah, but Purdue's like Purdue's the third seed in the Big Ten that could easily be be the one seed, and by like a long range, like like un- if they win these games that they lost by three, Purdue is unquestionable. Well, yeah, because they won the games, but yeah, Purdue is. I think Purdue should, is takeaway records. Purdue's the one seed in the Big Ten. I think it's the beauty of the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. You don't know what's going to happen, which... We might get a baller un- situation. You know, you a never, 10 seed making it to the national It's the unpredictability of the tournament that makes it really exciting, in my opinion. So, going from there, we'll go into our last segment, which is baseball. Touch on that a little bit. I mean, are we going to have a season? I'm, I just moved it back while, we were, while we've been talking. They moved yeah. it back to April 14th. That's horrible. That's. I mean, I've never been a huge baseball guy myself. Of course, I mean, the Cubs were good in 2016, so you're going to hop on that bandwagon. Being from the Chicago area, you, I wanted the Cubs to win. And, like, these past years, I've gone to some Cubs. I've gone to a bunch of Cubs games and watched them and wanted them to win. Now the White Sox are good. I want I, I know people will judge me real bad for saying this, but I don't, I don't really care. Which, if, as long as one of them's good, then I'm, I'm chilling. I don't have, like, a... I'm not one of the cross-down rival or, like, you know, yeah. like, I'm not, I don't have a team there. I just like when one of them's doing good. But, like, I don't know. Baseball's a huge thing everywhere, and it just seems like Rob Manfred has really messed this up. Uh, the, it's not good. Uh, I believe the owners and Rob Manfred are the most, sel- like, they are so selfish and all that stuff. They've ruined baseball. They yeah. have ruined baseball. I, I said, I've been saying this, if they don't bring it back and they don't have a season this year, it's the end of baseball for a long time. Wow. I'm. It could come back because I I did my research and the last time that this has happened, the lockout, was in 1994. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have the World Series. It didn't come back and it wasn't to the same, like, uh, they didn't have the same attendance and the same TV stuff until four years later. When Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were competing, roided up mm-hmm. to try and beat the home run record. That's what it's going to take for them to bring Something, it back. Yeah. And then guys can't. There's no more roids in the game, or you get kicked off teams. There's no more spider tack or whatever. There's none of that. I I honestly see this as a. They need to fix it immediately, or it spells the end, of, the baseball. end of baseball. It's wow. it's scary. It's. The, all the history with baseball and just a sport that, I mean, baseball, I mean, I don't know if you say it now, because I think NFL and football is huge in America. Baseball was called America's, it's, and you could still say, it's America's game. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, that over. that's football. what, I, that's what I've said. Like, yeah. football, I don't know if, I don't think you can say it now, but it used to be called that. It's just all the history in that. The possibility of like a sport dying, like dying like that, sad. it's just, it's sad. It's yeah. even though like I know me and me and you don't watch it religiously, Jake, and it just 
to see any sport that has had such an impact on like on people's lives it's just like it's from what it started as from like a history of baseball to now possibly being the end it's probably not going to be the end let's be no, realistic no, no, real but i'm just saying that but there's like, a chance of that and that's just like like our like grandparents dads parents or family members really invested a lot of it was time. religious back in the day it yeah. was yeah, religious exactly and like i remember when the cubs won the world series all these people were like it, it did a lot emotionally to these people. We had kids at wrong... Wait, no. Were we in high school at that time when they won? No, we were in eighth grade when yeah. Cubs won. I we I had kids in my class that skipped, and I'm from central Indiana. Yeah, exactly. There was kids that skipped was and celebrated. huge. Now, it's not. It's not huge anymore. In our generation, the, like from... It's basketball and football. It's and basketball and football. Yeah. It is, and it's not going to change. I think... Our generation feeds off of a high-paced, exciting game, and baseball is not that. Baseball is a f- three three-hour and thirty-minute game of throw the ball and try to hit it. I mean, it's cool. I I don't like saying that because it makes it sound like I don't like baseball. I do like baseball. I've gotten into baseball more recently than I did before, and now finally, when I get into it, they shut it all down, and who knows when it's going to come back. I think I think the problem is they haven't reached a demographic. They haven't yeah. reached the younger demographic. Like, again, our generation. Yeah. We didn't grow up being like, oh, you know, the Cubs. I'm going to every single Cubs yeah. game. Catching a Cubs game would make your year. Yeah. Back in, the back in like, probably the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, oh, it's just another day at the ballpark. Who That's cares? the same as, like, NASCAR of the early 2000s, late 90s. Who watches? I watch now. I'm invested in NASCAR now, but, like, no one else is. Like, yeah. no one my age likes NASCAR that much. Now, I like a lot of racing. There's kids that like a, a lot of racing stuff. I like NASCAR, late models, all that stuff. But it's just the the sports world is just changing. Football and basketball are taking over, and it's not good for the other sports. And it's, it, like you said, it's sad to see. And obviously, it's more my realm. One thing a lot of people don't realize is the growing in soccer that's actually going oh, on in America. It, it's, 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 it's growing. Huge. It's growing. Soccer is the most played sport in the world, and it's now come to america where you see it within the national teams for the men's team and stuff like that it's it's interesting to see how you have one sport kind of fading out a bit it seems like one coming in and one coming in yeah i was i i was in one of my classes because i'm in i'm a sports management major and we've talked about this and the growth of soccer in america in the last i think 10 years has been like insane. Yeah. It's been it's been to the point to where like that might honestly in like twenty to thirty years from now might be like th- the sport beside basketball and f- football. Yeah, I don't. I think soccer could maybe because the NBA is just. I just think the MLS good. needs to get so much better. Yeah, the MLS. I mean, the NBA is not. I don't see the NBA going getting much better as far as like ratings go and popularity. I mean, it's probably about as popular as it's going to get right now. And soccer is getting more popular now. I don't take. I don't think soccer will ever overtake American football in America. 
Yeah. I don't remember the world. No, of course, soccer has because there's not. That's what I'm saying. It's like a long side. But soccer could definitely be second in ten to twenty years. Soccer, soccer is an interesting sport that we're obviously not going to get too in depth into into ever. on this episode. Ever, we're not going to talk know. soccer ever. But the fact that you have different leagues across the world, it's definitely it's it's, it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, it's, 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 soccer's a, cool. It's it's, it's, it's interesting. I say I would say it's probably the most interesting thing to see. Like, it's it's literally a lifestyle. Yeah. In European countries. And, I mean, I always want that in America. Like, football hasn't reached that. Football's not to the point to where, like, oh, there's this section of the crowd. Only that group can be in it. The way fans can be in it. And there's going to be fighting yeah. if there if there isn't security. Like, that is, like, probably the coolest thing about soccer in Europe and other countries is because of how big it is. And... <laughs> Our, it's just not we don't have that sport here if you guys can't tell I really do not like soccer <laughs> it's, I don't know whatever I, I respect the people that do invest a lot of time in soccer but come on come on we play American football here Dubbers. that's all I got today <laughs> with that we're gonna end our first episode here on From the Rafters I am Connor Mahoney and I was joined by Jake Lane and Ben Bailey I hope well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and stay tuned for the next one coming up in the near future. Lots of exciting stuff is coming. We're going to get this going, and we're going to be great. Peace Thanks. out. Peace out.